This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to episode 84 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast, live post-match uh, after Wickham. Uh, if the episode released earlier today was the warm-up, then this is certainly the cool-down as our panel today... Has it finished yet? ...contains the calmest, ice in the veins, bunch of cats you will hear anywhere, and a bumper panel it is too. Uh, today I'm Matt Shaw, and with me is the goose to my ice man. It's Richard Goosemarler, uh, someone whose name doesn't need a cool or an ice pun, but we'll give him one anyway. It's Brady Jack Frost, uh, a chap who likes to go out coaching or to Ikea in freezing temperatures on a Saturday. It's Dan Sub-Zero Porritt. And uh, finally, as I run out of material, quite sharpish, uh, making it the uh, five degrees tonight. And the jam-packed panel is Simon Krampus Copeland. So uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, shall we end it there? Yep. Nice <laughs> to speak to you all. <laughs> if you're struggling to sleep, just watch rerun. Yeah, that's um, certainly a cure for uh, insomniacs out there. So uh, Wickham Wanderers... Um, <laughs> I don't think we'll spend long on this, to be honest. So we'll invite comments from you guys online that are joining us online. Um, let us know what you thought of the game or don't, um, because there's probably not a lot to say, really. We should have um, had a penalty. We should have had a penalty, I'm telling you that. He would have penalty that. That would have penalty. He would have penalty. He would have penalty. The guy, he was just like, he had a glove. He just went like that. His glove. It's shocking. He would have penalty. I know we'll get to it. I thought the referee was weak throughout. I thought the... Wickham uh, obviously had a plan, which was to rough us up, strong arm. Uh, I don't give them any criticism <laughs> for that. You know, you use what <laughs> you use what you've got, and you know they don't have a lot of money, a low wage bill, so they they have to do what they have to do, and and that's fair play to me. Uh, we didn't really stand up to it that great. I don't think we do stand up to to bullying very well. Um, but the two men at the back, or three men at the back, uh, Schindler and Stearman had a switch around, didn't they? Half time, I thought. Uh, they stood up to it reasonably well. Um, a couple of other players, I, I just didn't think fancied uh, the rough and tumble of Adams Park. If I'm all, if I'm honest, but nil nil, um, you probably take that. Do you reckon, Cosy? Yeah, you always Without want a bit more, don't it, you? Yeah. It depends how your bread's buttered, really. I mean, you can look at it. We let four goals in on Saturday, albeit against a better team. You know, we've kept a clean sheet tonight. I must admit, though, mate, when I saw the team uh, line up at what was six o'clock, I, I was thinking, yeah, we're going to win this. Uh, the only change I probably made different would have been uh, warding for Campbell. But apart from that, I was pretty pleased with it. And yeah, I mean, any quality I thought we had, we showed, but we didn't show it enough. I'm a bit disappointed second half and we fizzled out really. I'm a bit worried. 
to be honest, I think another 15 minutes of the game, I think we might have lost it. They just seem to get on top. I mean, God, could I mean, Matt, you've got to say it, but I mean, I love Akin Fenwa, the man. <laughs> we all love Akin Fenwa, don't we? But he, he's... Mate, his energy and enthusiasm <laughs> and everything, he's, he's, he's 38 years old, man. It's like, he shouldn't even be on that he's, pitch. He's old enough that to be on this podcast, to be fair to him, isn't he? He's, he's, you know, he's but he gives on. everything, man. He gives everything for the shirt. And there's some guys in our team. I don't think, if they'd have give everything like Akin Fenwa tonight, we'd have won. I don't want to point players out because people can make the decisions out for themselves. But mate, he gives, he just bashed into everyone. He, did, he does what he does, mate. I love, I love his enthusiasm for the game, and I just wish we could have sprinkled that on some of ours. But uh, yeah, I just, I didn't feel that we were, we were going to win. I think faded away a little bit. I were hoping he's going to come strong maybe second half, but it's, uh, it's difficult because our bench is, there's not much to kind of bring on that's any different. I thought Embedder were our best player. Uh, I thought as best threat. Thought Johnny Og, you know, trying to pass to blue shirts all night. His distribution was abysmal tonight. Uh, Nabi Saar, blow me neck. The guy is like box office, isn't he? I mean, the first half, it would have good effort. Wickham guys didn't have a clue that, that he did post. They were, were commentated on my TV. But second half, he does his, he channels his in an episode, didn't he? And it was just chaos, wasn't it, in box? And yeah, it's, it was just probably, it's unorthodox. <laughs> oh man, and that as well. But I don't know what you guys thought, but oh, I will. I'm happy. I'm probably happy for a point now. I've seen the game, but before it, I wanted all three really. We, we seems a very um, lethargic performance. I know we've said on here a few times, especially you, Cosy, about the amount of games that we're having to play in short spaces of time, and there's not much opportunity that, again, as we've said before, for for any sort of coaching in between games. It, it's it's, you're just playing, you know, have a day to recover, a little bit of a warm down, you know, maybe tomorrow. And then you can't, what can you say to change that before the next match? And we've got, we've got a small squad as it is. It's not full of quality throughout. Um, and I think we've seen certainly tonight that the games are they're coming thick and fast and we, we don't have the sort of, people say that we're a fit team, but tonight it seemed very lethargic. Some of the passing looked really slow. Uh, Johnny Og, for example, he seemed to be just passing directly to him. Now, whether or not that's just a lack of, it's not really a lack of ability because they weren't even hard passes. They were straight passes. And he just and played it straight to, to uh, it. Pause. Matt Glennon alluded to uh, exceedingly long grass uh, left by Wickham on the pitch, but again, you know, you've got to play with what you're giving, aren't you? Well, you have, and you've, I know, we've seen people sort of commenting on changing up the style and stuff like that. And all right, yeah, you can argue that, uh, but if he's wanting to implement Plan A, um, he's got to. We've got to play Plan A better. You know, at the moment, I think it's probably a case of we haven't got the players to play Plan A, and if a manager's got a style. You know that's the style that we're going to play, and you can't keep saying, "Oh, we need to change our style," because it, the plan A is not implemented within the squad enough to then be able to go to a plan B. Um, it seems to be sticking with plan A, and, and that's how it's going to be. But you know, if the quality is not there, or it, it's quite an intense style of play, isn't it? You know, you've got to be really, really fit. And tonight we just looked, you know, looked, seemed to be sort of playing at about eighty-five percent. Oh, we had three, we had three or four great balls in. I think one for Andia Carby, amazingly, first half, but and Benzer especially. The quality were there then. Where were our striker? Where were our my, striker, mate? This is on my agenda here, Cosin, and we'll jump to it now. But uh, I have and Benzer. One of them two, win. Whip, two whip balls in, and Campbell stood on his heels on the edge of the box. Not once did he attack the six-yard box that you would expect a goal scorer to do, and that was a disappointing um, disappointing facet for me. Uh, what about you, Simon? Uh, welcome back after... Uh, on and off, aren't you? Like uh, a bit like Town's uh, form at the minute. <laughs> um, 
I don't think there's any correlation yet, so we don't know whether to get you on or not the podcast, you know, just, just to see if we can secure a win or anything. Um, but yeah, how did, how did you see this then? So, so for me, we, like I say, we, we've sort of alluded to, we struggle with the tactics of Wickham. The referee's not, not really helped, but you don't expect help really from the referee. Uh, Town, uh, for me, there were goals in this game for both teams. I know it's nil-nil. Uh, XGs, I'm not going to talk about this week because they're probably obviously going to be very low, but there, like I say, there were whipped balls in the box and Players just aren't attacking them. And same for Wickham as well. They had a couple of opportunities as well, whereby the balls come into the box and a couple of them stood on the heels. There's one uh, in, the, in the second half where it fell to the right winger and um, he kind of just sat off it and then turned around and crossed it again. Um, how did you see the game? Uh, goals in it for you or...? I think if the game had gone... Kind of, uh, I think if the game had gone longer, 15, 20 minutes, I think there could have been goals at either end. For me, it was a bit of a reflection of how I thought the season might be um, when it kicked off back in August, September, whenever it was. Um, I kind of thought, looking at town squad at that time, that we'd perhaps struggle to just kind of create and, and score goals. That, that hasn't been the case really prior to today. It's been keeping them out the other end that's been the problem. But I think you have observation around not getting the right people on the end of certain crosses at kind of various times was quite key. Um, I kind of echo and agree with your point around Campbell being missing. And I think kind of what really disappointed me, we've got kind of lots of games in, in, in short succession, as Pozza mentions. You've got Phillips on the bench for the first time today. And, uh, and I agree with people like Matty Daly as well. I think tonight would have been a good opportunity to kind of maybe throw him on and see what they can do. I think maybe he kept Campbell on for his um, abilities in the defensive third and kind of perhaps his knowledge kind of defending set pieces, etc. But for me, kind of, he was offered nothing as an outlet, um, and I'd have quite liked to see him have a go, kind of, with 15, 20 minutes remaining, and see if he could perhaps do something a bit different. But, um, but not to be, kind of, we take a point, I guess, and, and we go again away on, on Saturday. But um, I don't think many clubs will look forward to going to Wickham. But at the same time, I think Wickham are going to be there, thereabouts in the relegation zone, either. And teams will finish above us. We'll, we'll probably come away with, with a win, whereas we've only been able to muster a draw. Uh, Brady, you recently wrote a, an article about five substitutes, which you can see on uh, takesthatchance.com. Uh, we only used two today. Did that surprise you, considering the uh, the flood of games coming up? Yeah, um, it surprised me because um, we, we just looked sloppy and I think it needed changing. I mean, we've kind of alluded to here, but, you know, uh, Kieran Phillips, I, we've been crying out for him to be on the bench. He's on the bench. It's not working. I think Campbell's been knackered. Um, and, you know, in a game like that, where there's not a lot of quality, you got a striker. Regard, I know it's a, not as competitive a level, but guy's got 10 goals in six games. Like, even just chuck him on. I, it was just, it was just dire. It was a dire game. I feel sorry for anyone who had to pay for that. That was, that was shocking. I think. <laughs> I was a sat there. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, it's all right, mate. Yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe for you afterwards. Uh, I'm going to email him and tell him my stream stopped halfway through oh. and see if we can get a refund. <laughs> You've admitted it live now, mate. Live, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, I think we needed to change it up. I I don't know about you guys, but I thought the international break could be better for us. You know, two weeks on the on the grass implementing Carlos's new methods, and we look worse. We look worse since we've come back. I think. Um, You know, Brady, I don't think we've been far away both games. Me, we could have had four, six points. I don't. I think we'll come on to Stoke, but yeah, I think we'll come on to Stoke. But um, I think that we had a better chance of winning that game. But um, I mean, you know. 
that was terrible defensively. But we just didn't look like scoring for me, mate. Like I know Mbenza, I thought Mbenza was our best player going forward, put put some nice passes, but I, I can't really think of a chance we had apart from it in the post. Like it was just it was a dire game. Um, we had the Wiccan fan on George from the Wiccan Way, and he was happy for them to play Route One, but. Um, like I've just seen Tom Slack, who said in the comments, he thought the Sky did a good job of holding the ball, lots of possession. It was, you know, we know we're going to get that, but Jesus Christ, that was that was awful to watch. And it yeah. nearly you know came up when, when you're playing against a team that when the, when you're playing against a team that, that plays long ball and very physical like Wickham, if you're going to if you if we're going to play a style of play where we pass it around, quick triangles and stuff like that, you, you've got to hold on to the ball a hell of a lot better than what we did tonight. Because as you, as people are alluding to what you just said there, as soon as you lose possession, you're going to have to really work hard to get it back. Not just from a tactical mm. point of view, but you've got to be strong. And also, if balls up in air for you know 20, 30 seconds at a time, there must have been about six times tonight where we're just headers. Yeah, we're just headers backwards and forwards. And if you had no, all that time, you're losing six balls. You know, five or six minutes out of your game just because folk are heading it about. You've got to get someone who can bring that ball down quickly, you know, find a yard and play a ball. And we don't have that. We just don't have that in a side. We do look good. And I mentioned this a while ago, but we look good on what I'd call the rehearsed play. So what we do in training. So it's, you know, player A pluses to player B to C to D and E runs there and E runs there and E runs there. I think what we're really struggling with at the moment is we're snapping, we get the ball, we win a tackle and then it's almost like, we can't really play from this situation. We need it needs to go back to point A, if that makes sense. And then we play A, B, C, D, E, F like we're doing. It's you throw it, like if you think about David Wagner, that happened quite a lot where they just knock it straight back to Danny Ward and the crowd would go mental, wouldn't they? Because we were yeah, really, yeah. There's, there's no one who can sort of pick it up and carry it 10, 15 yards, and and you know a couple of runners. No X no factor player is that sort of in the middle. Not, not particularly. No, I mean, yeah. I didn't did well tonight. He played a couple of almost balls where they sort of almost got there. Um, but apart from him, there's no one who gets the ball, and you think, "Oh, go on, you know, we might do something mm. now." He's well, he's injured, so, uh, Pippa, Pippa, mate, Pippa's your man. He's injured. I mean, look what we've had last two games, Duane. Not in the same league, mate. Tonight, Bakuna, you thought he did all right, mate. I thought he were. Yeah, it was okay. Tonight. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Well, you know what, Danny Ward, come great, on. Danny Ward should have started tonight for me. I can't understand yeah. it. Campbell would not did not fall at Stoke. And tonight, he won that header from that. All right, maybe he should have done better, to be honest, with that header. But I, I just think in that first half, then whip balls. I think he'd have got on the end. I think it's a different outlet to, to Campbell. I was surprised. And as usual, Dave Carby did his, oh, my God, I might have been subbed. I'm not happy and walked off. about took about 10 minutes to get off. But I just think Ward gives us gives us something a little bit different. Maybe I'm just clutching, to be honest with you. But I just thought things, it looked dangerous to me and things started to look a bit more positive. But Ward moves in the box. He's brought him on left wing. He's brought him on left wing every time he's come on um, since he came back from injury, Danny Ward, which is a strange one. I'm going to read some of the comments out on YouTube now. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll look to... Uh, I've, I've run out of material already on that Wickham game. He's been and gone for me. But, <laughs> we so talk about Scofield, Matt. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Cosley jumped over, jumped over the uh, the agenda, didn't you? I'm blaming Cosley for my bad presenting. <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, the changes were the Schofield. Um, apart from that <laughs> that little hiccup at the start, which he got away with, he didn't really have a, a lot to do, did he? And to be fair, the, the high balls that he took, he did quite well. But uh, he's got a good throw on him. I'll give him that. Um, I thought he got better as he went down. along, Matt. I thought he was yeah. a bit shaky at the start. Obviously, the, the very yeah, start, but yeah, I thought he would a bit. Yeah, but a I was pleased, to see, That's, pleased yeah, to see him play as well. I thought he did all right. And uh, Schofield will be in most weeks for me if he's if he's physically ready. I, I, I like Ryan Schofield. He's, he's smashing ladders as well. So you know what, Huddersfield lad, Huddersfield fan. So you always want 
that player to do well and succeed, don't you? So I'm, I'm fully behind Ryan Schofield, 100%. I hope he Dinsler does. Dinsler were a scare, wasn't it? That was horrible. I think he was puking up by advertising boards and that. It looked yeah, like it was a half-time. Concussion, maybe. Six minutes at end. It should have been about 15. Was, I thought we were going to be late. It's still the game was still going on when we started this. It's plus six. <laughs> like a game of rugby league, that? wasn't it, Cosy? Finishing at ten we, o'clock. Both keepers went down. It we just summed up the game, didn't it? We're fast, <laughs> wasn't it? At times. Um, I don't know about. Like, he just sat there. I don't think he was even injured. I don't know if it were tactical to get some instructions on, but he just seemed to sit there and all of a sudden he jumped up. I don't know if someone. He almost did a kick up, didn't he? Almost up. kicked up onto his feet, like yeah. like he was wrestling or something. It was. Amazing. I don't know if something went wrong with his boots or something like that, and he wasn't actually injured. But it was just like, a weird match. You know, as a goalkeeper, sometimes if your gloves are on and you've got them taped, you get someone else yeah, to do, do your do your, t- do your shoelaces. So uh, when he was down, I thought, is he is he been a bit of a a shit house and getting someone to come and do a shoot for him, but you know, I've, I've done that plenty of times, I'll be honest. And you know what, though, with the keeper thing, I, I, I'm a bit of a softy me, I'm a kind of a like a people person. Help for Pereira, no, I mean, I I, but I watched that press conference yesterday and I thought Pereira's not playing today, so I, I really didn't think he didn't back him, he didn't back him, did Carlos? He, he was. You were pretty pissed off him, I'm being honest with you, from Saturday. So it wasn't the biggest surprise to me when that was announced today, but where does that leave him confidence-wise? It must... I mean, obviously, I had a shocking game, but... Wow, I, time, I don't know. Can it come I back? Like can that it... I didn't like that signing at the time. It just didn't make any sense to me, the Pereira signing. I know can he come back from it, Matt? Has he played his last game for Huddersfield Town? Mate? Yeah, of course he can come back from it. Of course he can, yeah. He just needs a bit... He's, he's low on confidence, isn't he? He's had a bad year at Hearts, and you look at... Goal Stoke scored. I know we'll come on to Stoke in a second after I read some of the comments out. But the goal Stoke scored, and the first one is very unlucky. Actually, potentially saves that first goal, and Nabisar pops his head up. I think he's getting as bad as Pereira's Matt's uh, Wi-Fi. Dropped it. Dropped the Wi-Fi. Yeah, connection unstable. Um, but to, I just think Pereira, if he'd been replaced by Aimer, then you could think, I mean, even then, I'd if it was me, I'd be like spewing, but I know I wouldn't have had a good game on Saturday. But the fact that the third choice guy who's a kid who's never featured has just leapfrogged him, you know. I, I don't think he plays for this field again, personally. I, I think I he goes back to Man United in January and probably gets another loan deal and is released from them at the end of the season. I don't see the value in him staying with Huddersfield Town. Schofield keeps his shirt for Saturday's game and then presumably after that, him and Mike coming back in contention and it's a, it's a toss-up between them two based on how Schofield performs maybe on Saturday. But um, so I, I just don't see where Pereira fits in again now going forward. And Matt, you're right, it didn't make sense at the time. I don't think we would have signed him had Schofield got in, not got injured. Mm. Um, and kind of... Yeah, it was, yeah. And maybe they should just let Chapman have a go on the bench and, and kind of... If, if then kind of the worst came to the worst, gone well, into the low market at that time. To be honest, in hindsight, they probably needed him just in case Haynes quite far back, I think, in, in development terms. And I know I went a bit bit often, a bit off air, a bit of a dodgy interconnection. But... What I'd say though, Matt, is that I think what's more damning for Pereira is Hamer, maybe maybe not as equally a bad game because that Stoke game was a shocker for him, but he had a stinker, a couple of stinkers at the start of the season, but he didn't kind of get dropped there. It was like Pereira never mm-hmm. came in. Soon as his medicine is out, he goes. It's. I don't think he plays against. I, I agree with you, mate. There's, there's one error I want to. I want to talk about that he makes, which which really sort of infuriated me on Saturday. And Steeman seemed to get a lot of the blame for it, which I thought was 
unnecessary, but surprise, surprise, I didn't think Stearman should get blamed. You know, I'm, I'm always intended to his family. But um, it was the uh, the third goal. The one where he goes through his legs, I was saying before my internet went crazy, was uh, as, a, as a goalkeeper coach, you teach kids to make, you know, to bridge that gap between your, between your knee and your leg. And his legs are wide open. It's, it's really appalling technique. And before that, you'll probably remember there's a shot that goes low and it squirms under his body and goes out for a corner. That could have gone in the net easy. He had absolutely no control over that. It was, again, diabolical technique. And I don't want to hammer him because, it, you know, it's a debut. He's nervous. You know, he's not had a good loan last year. Um, so I did feel for him, like you, Cosy. You know, I felt, felt bad for him. But the, the third goal is, for me, really disappointing because he's supposed to be able to play out from the back. That's supposed to be his strength. You know, he's a, he's a footballing goalkeeper. And the first pass he makes is to Stearman and he plays it behind Stearman in the penalty box, which means Stearman's got to control the ball with his back to three Stoke players, which is a really poor pass when, you, when you're under no pressure. And then Stearman turns and Stoke have the high press. They've got three players that side of the pitch. It can pass to Dehaney. Dehaney didn't want it, to be blunt. So Stearman goes back so the player can come out the other side and then it gives it back. There's a touch, probably an unnecessary touch from Pereira. And then instead of going wide, He's got two players in the middle, which is risky. And then he shanks the pass straight to Campbell instead of picking out either Iting or Hogg. And that, that for me was just the icing on the cake. I think as well, it's, it's the timing of the goal, man. It's kind of the stroke of half time. It's been a bit of an up and down half. Just put your foot through the ball, man. I appreciate that. And that sort of thing. But the kind of 45 minutes, just put it into Rose Z, regroup. Oh, yeah, well, Ben Hamer clips it wide, doesn't he? Every time if Ben Hamer gets that, he just clips it wide. And if it goes out of play, it goes out of play. No big deal. You know, you can reset. But yeah, so I hope he comes back because I do. Because you know, you like a good, a rocky story, don't you? You know, coming back against the odds. So I hope he does. But that was uh, yeah. I, I, I I it's not that. a good start. It's not a good start. I hope he does not good start. So I hope he doesn't. not the people person we are, because obviously. I'll tell you another guy who failed his audition, mate. Damien, sorry, D'Amico Duene, he were he poor. You know what, Carlos, isn't it, wasn't it great, though, to see, to, whether you agreed or disagreed, this were a manager with big balls tonight. Huge balls, just, mate. He's got to use that, yeah. nine games in 31 days and what have you that we've got ahead. He's not bothered. He's like, out you go, out you go. I think there were some real messages sent out tonight. And, OK, we didn't even, I mean, how bad's that for Duene? We didn't even have a right-back, really. Bakuna made shift. But he's not good enough to, like, be in. I, I think... Maybe a few of them players who thought a bit were comfy and that I'll get games, they're going to have to think again now. Yeah, I've never been a fan of De Haney. I'm not going to. I'm not going to dive into another player. I've already had a go at Pereira there, so I'm not going to dive in. But I'm not. I'm not a big fan of of Demico De Haney. I just find that when when you're up against it, he tends to evaporate a little bit. Whereas if you're on the ball, he, he's pretty good in the final third. Is Demico De Haney, but as a defender, he's he's not he's not there to- for me. But- Tonight's games, I've gone back to it. I thought at start, Toffolo were going to have a field day up that left, but they soon do, they soon changed the minded Wickham, didn't they? And kind of yeah. doubled they, they, up and, and they we were struggling. They were decent, Wickham, in defence. Yeah. Uh, Brady, um, you know, you were watching, you spoke to George, and Rick, uh, Wickham flooded the middle of the pitch. So, what Stoke and Wickham did against us, they really flooded that defensive midfield area. So, when we play, uh, so Pause, you know, as well, transitioning from the you know the defensive third to the middle third, it's usually Hogg is your link player in there that comes in, or Iting sometimes drops in. Every time they dropped in, Wickham had two players um, that came narrowed off. You know, Stoke did the same. They played a 4-2-3. One of those three players narrowed off every time into the middle. And then as soon as Hogg got the ball, you saw with the second, I think it was the second goal that Tyrese Campbell scored, Hogg got stripped of it. 
again tonight, Wickham tried to do the same thing, you know, they narrowed off and, and Hogg has been targeted now. Uh, that's that's a worry for me is that Jonathan Hogg's not the most comfortable player on the ball and that's two games in a row where his uh, lack of comfort on the ball has been exposed, you know, in front of the back four. So that's something we're going to have to have a think about as well. I don't know what you guys think of that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like you say, Hogg's, Hogg's put in a couple of bad performances and, um, yeah, like you say, I think while we're talking about the Stoke game, um, you know, the manager said, uh, Michael O'Neill, that they put Nick Powell on him. And like like you say, when they stop Hogg, it seems to stop our rhythm. I think Wickham were really, just quickly touched on the Wickham game. I think they were really good at stopping us from getting any rhythm. We were sloppy. We couldn't string two passes together half the time. But I think it was quite interesting and we kind of touched on it there. But like like Cosy said, I think we're learning a lot about Cobra and like, you know, I'm surprised Ferreira didn't start. I'm surprised today and he, you know, didn't get another go and he's he's not afraid to make changes. I think what I'm, I am, I don't know if it's a pattern or maybe it's just the last couple of games, but I don't think he's he's that good with his subs or he doesn't seem to trust his subs. You know, really, I'm uh, thinking the start game, um, you know, he brought on what two players in, at the 88th minute and he's only brought two on tonight when you can pick five and, I don't. Maybe it's because he, you know, he wants to give someone ninety minutes and see how they get on. But I don't know. It needs changing up, you know. I, like I you say, picked up on that. I picked up on that really, and I think it's something that both me and yourself have talked about before. But do you think that is possibly due to the quality of the squad and the weakness within it? Because with all due respect to those on bench, it's a fresh face. But is anyone coming on better than what's already on there, or going to make any more impact? You know, I think. You could just argue what he says. You know, this is a better squad than what we had last season. And if he thinks that, then you know, to be honest, the guys in Cloud Cuckoo Land because it's nowhere near as good. Uh, yeah, we shipped out some players last. You know, we've got rid of some players. Um, you know, the bad eggs and the eye earners and all that sort of stuff. But the players that we've brought in, all right, you could argue that the you know the better player for player. But as a squad as a whole, for me, absolutely nowhere. There's no one on that bench apart from Danny Watt tonight that I was looking at and thought, do you know what? I'd put him on and I'd do this or I'd bring him on and I'd just change formation slightly or you know I'd bring him on and just ask him to fit into this little hole and there's none of it like Matt said he's yeah. brought Danny Ward on who by the way was signed as a yeah, yeah who was signed as the main target for the summer comes on and plays on the left wing when he's actually a striker yeah. why not why not put him up front you know I don't I get think it. yeah no I think you might be right there Posit it, it's just I don't know. I I don't know about you guys, but I think we kind of had a bit of a not. I don't think we're going to have a terrible season, but I think you kind of seen how good Corbrand's a coach by being where we are, having those surprise, you know, those good wins against Swansea and Derby and Forest, and you know, we I, not to be that guy to be negative, but we kind of said at the start of the season we weren't thinking it was going to be a good season. I had them down for twenty first, and. You know, I think the lot. I'm worried about December because you know we put like at the moment we're playing a game every three and four days, and I think this is where the quality of the squad, like we've said, it's it's worse, and I think it's really showing because, you know, like you say, you can make five subs. I know it's I know it's crazy, but if you're only bringing on two, what does that say? We were. I think people look tired out there tonight. I think stuff needed we changing, and it's we it's, it's, far it's away. Concerning really Sorry, because uh, the Johnny Hogg interesting conversation is an interesting one. We signed a guy, obviously, kind of at the back end of the, the transfer window. I'm going to pronounce his name incorrectly. Um, but Alex Vallejo, is that right? Vallejo, yeah. You, you might know more than me, Cosy. This Big is a guy out. now who, who's, who's kind of come in and has been around the squad, I think, for a few weeks, but hasn't yet made the bench in either of the last two kind of championship games. Now, 
from what I understand, Paul Brown said he needs more time in training, kind of more time to understand the title. But for me, that 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 rings alarm bells. This is a guy we've brought in on a one-year contract. Not played once since March. We're already in November. He's not going to be around the squad anytime soon. You kind of sat there scratching your head thinking, what's the point? What is the point? Isn't it, mate? We're in November already. If you've kind of gone out of your way to, to bring in a kind of a player um, to kind of compete with Johnny Hogg on a bench where you can now name, is it, is it nine subs and, and make five? Mm. Actually, doesn't even get on that bench for me. Kind of it's a little bit of a. But it's, it's like, like, it's like maybe what puzzle, it's like maybe what puzzle says, Sai, though. Maybe he doesn't trust these players yet. I don't think it's a popularity contest for Corbett and just bringing guys on for 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes and stuff like that as well. It, you know, we've been if saying you're going to sign someone on a one-year contract, cause and then not trust them for kind of three months, whatever it might be. You kind of yeah, he played Spanish second division, man. He hasn't played since March. He's not. He's not as if he's ready and to go. He's more B team games, isn't he? Same yeah, as well, they both need more. Kieran Phillips could have been a guy to come on, but I think I it, we wanted Campbell. Campbell staying on. I was shocked at that. I'll be honest. I, I wanted Kieran Phillips to feature weeks ago, but I just didn't feel like that tonight was the game for him. He's, he's a very sort of mm. slightly built young lad, and I think they'd have eaten him alive, to be honest. And I think it'd have. I don't think that was his game. I think um, maybe the next one, um, Middlesbrough. Well, Middlesbrough's tough as well, isn't it? But, you know, physical, isn't <laughs> it? physical again. Yeah. So maybe maybe oh, going forward, right. he will get a chance. At, and I think just being on the bench and seeing how people prepare will, will do him good. But. I don't think I we were to far away. Read like, some of these comments out, because yeah, before Matt. control, um, people are <laughs> like, "Why are not reading these out?" Uh, yeah, so this gobshite. I've got five gobshites, didn't it? To be fair, so uh, Tom Slack one bottle Tom Slack says my daughter had a better game than Dia Carby tonight. She's four and in bed asleep and never played football. I find that difficult to argue with. Arthur Difford said uh, a few positives, but thought Isaac, Isaac and Benza look sharp. A few nice passes and dribbles come on miles from where he started at Huddersfield. I like to hear positives on a night like this. Uh, we've won one in seven. So, you know, positives are always good for me, Arthur. So thanks for that. Uh, HTFC says, I feel dejected after that. Sorry, but half these players aren't good enough. Simple as that. Uh, Phil Marston says, I mean, oh, what a side Wickham are from front to back, side of the world, <laughs> side of world, class ball players. What an attacking side. How we managed to scrape a draw from that game is beyond me. I don't know if Phil's been sarcastic there. Uh, Tom Flack says a few drinks. Uh, Tom mentions about the two subs which we've brought up Leo says we have to realise we have a very average squad uh, a few ups and downs we've covered that one as well uh, agree with that Lee uh, Matthew Hepworth says why is Matty, what does Matty Daly do to get a chance and we've asked that question a couple of times haven't we and for me when I've seen Matty Daly doesn't quite influence the game enough but it's coming to the stage now where you're thinking do you know what there's a lot of even though we've had an international break there's still players look a bit ploddy out there and maybe Matty Daly is someone to freshen this up for 20, 30 minutes. I'd like to see a little bit more of him. I know Neil has been banging the, the daily drum, if you like, uh, on a weekly basis. Um, you guys, daily, more game time? Yeah, you yeah know. I, I think so. Um, but again, it's like, I think what's quite interesting oh, about these young yeah. players, you, they, they've barely played like any games. I mean, like I saw someone comment on it. Dehaney's, you know, he's a young player, but he's not a young, he's 22. Like, he shouldn't be playing regular games. Yeah. Daily needs to learn from me. I think if you look at Lois O'Brien... Bradford, so send him to Bradford. Well, Lewis helping them out at the minute. I'm loving where they are. 88. Lewis O'Brien benefited so much. He played week in, week out at Bradford and he came back into that Huddersfield kind of squad yeah. and, and was kind of a regular and kind of feel Send like, him quick because they're in National League next year. Quick, get him, get him there now. Well, I think he should have gone, gone out in January last year when, when we brought Smith Rowe in. Um, maybe I think he was injured at the time, wasn't he? Um, yeah. He also hasn't gone out yet. 
hopefully he will do in January because I, I just can't see him featuring for us too much at the moment. He had a little renaissance to Dehaney when Cowley had, I think he had a word with him during lockdown and he came back after lockdown and, and looked so much better than he had previously where he'd been out to Boston and not really pulled up any trees last season. And um, he, he, he did put in a couple of good performances, but he seems to have just dipped back to where he was now uh, just, just from seeing him. Matt, I think the problem is Pippa's set the bar yeah, it's quality. There, mate. And yes. Bakun even night, bit there, lower than inside. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And uh, Pippa is like, wow, his standards are so high. We miss this guy. And any Spaniard, because he'll, uh, again, we're going on about beating drums, but there we go. I think uh, he's so- back for Middlesbrough, I reckon, so that's what we is. Yeah, that would be great if he was. Uh, David Wilson says, ugly game, key moments in good areas in Wickham's half and gave the ball away too cheaply. Players not at it tonight. Too many lazy stray passes. Uh, we didn't implement our style enough. I think that's absolutely spot on from uh, from David. Uh, Daz H says, honeymoon period over, back to same old, same old square pegs round holes. There's, there are elements of this which cross my mind, pause, whereby Corbin's quite a, a shiny new thing, if you like. And there were bits where I thought recently, maybe people have twigged, you know, the analysts have twigged a certain patterns that we play. And we, we seem to have been stopped a lot more than maybe we were doing a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, like Stoke and Wickham have found, you know, if you sit in those... Uh, number 10 areas then we yeah, that, get the ball out. I think very much what I said about honeymoon period is is absolutely bob on you know we had we came in at pre-season did Carlos so literally nobody will have seen any style of play I mean it shocked us when we were at Norwich first match of the season we came out and played yeah. against Norwich and we you know we all thought wow look, look at the, the change in this but you know with all the technology and analytical people now at you know at clubs even at championship level it doesn't take long for other people to sniff you out and all I need to do is look at an heat map for a couple of games and see where we play and you quickly come to realize that you know we're, we're sitting on a podcast now crying out for his right back to come back because he's the best attacking option and the guy who makes the team tick and a right back really you know all right yeah well, fullbacks these days in modern game do have a big influence on football games but you shouldn't be praying that your right back's going to be fit that in you know, that you might be able to play a little bit better football you know you'd be looking at your, your centre midfielders or your number 10 you know to make that happen and we just don't have that at the moment and I think it's spot on the honeymoon period's gone um coupled with a load of games not being able to work with the squad you know normally you play Saturday Saturday you've got at least five days of full training there to be able to work on stuff, and we just can't. And I, I think, I think, because you might have put it on Twitter that you said that you've watched a few games over, over course at weekend, and the, the quality is sort of, sort of slowly mm. getting worse because it's not just town. You know, we can. Zinedine Zidane said it today. Zidane the quality said it is so bad. Of you know, it's there's he too knows. many. We're asking, you know, all right, yeah, the elite athletes and stuff like that, but 
they're not going to get any better because they're that knackered. You know, mm. by the time we get to Christmas, I dread to think what the last couple of games before Christmas will be like because all teams in Championship, unless they've got like a, a proper, you know, 24-man squad where everyone's on a level par, they're going to be horrendous and they're going to get mm. injured and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And it's, it's, I don't really like to cry, cry portail the footballers at all because they get paid a lot of money. And, is, and all that sort big... of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's physically demanding and... Mm. The bigger squads are going to come, come in the fall. Look at Norwich now, they're rolling, mate. They can change their team about. We can't. But you know what, Matt? You said they're one winning seven. Don't feel like that for me. I sense a bit of doom and gloom knocking about. I don't feel like I'm watching a, a one winning seven team. I feel really optimistic. Are, I, thought, I, I thought on Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, if we'd have had a goalkeeper in, in the team, we'd have won. We'd have won, or at least John at Stoke would be on the flight. Tonight, tonight, we could have won as well. I know it, you could have, should have, and all that, but. I don't, it don't feel like it to me this season. I don't. I'm feeling no, optimistic. I know what you're saying, know what you're saying but the, the, the Stoke thing for me is, you know, they had their third choice goalkeeper, and I'm sure they'd say their first choice yeah. one saved Itings first. Well, I just think so we know August 2021, mate, when we'll see the best of the Seal Town. We will I, do. I, I, don't, I don't want to wish yeah, my life away, but I maybe I do because COVID will have gone and then we'll be back in stadium. But we know what we need to do. We're asking players to play that. Stearman and what have you. You know, let's let's name them. Stearman can't adapt to the stadium. Johnny Og, we love him, but is he going to be like a fluid, beautiful Odysseal town taking us forward until we to a playoffs? No. We, Campbell, better days have gone. We know what we need to do. The big question is, Phil and the board, can we do it? Or can Carlos bring the kids in? Because at the moment, he doesn't seem to trust them, which is an interesting one. And, you know, that's the thing I, I just want to need more B-team games, mate. We've only had a couple in the last few months. So, well, two. I guys, think that's an interesting point, though, because I'm sorry to keep talking because I feel like I've been talking loads, so I'll shut up a bit after this and let you guys have a bit of a thing. But the, the new ethos we're bringing the youth through. Well, when you can bring five subs on, this is the absolute perfect opportunity to start doing that. Do it now. Do it early. Why wait? Why wait till after Christmas and then say, oh, come on, young guys, B-team games and all that. Bollocks, get them on. If they can't go to Wickham and get roughed up by a few stronger players, then there shouldn't be there shouldn't be nowhere near contention because you can't just play nice, tappy football or can't imagine B team games. You'll have players like Akam Fenwer running around and smashing you about and stuff like Championship that. Championship games, you shouldn't have it's players like Fenwer running around. To be well, honest. no, you shouldn't. To be fair, you shouldn't. <laughs> league, you shouldn't. Bloody hell, my four-year-old, six-year-old, kept saying, "Good, who's that big fat guy up front?" But do you know what I mean? It's the reason why he's not playing these young players is because they're not. They're, it's going to be too physical for them. Then, what's the point? You know, it's all oh, yeah, go play at Canal Side in a B team game where you can. Oh, man, I agree. Like, get them ready. I'm get them ready. This no. wasn't the game, Matt. This wasn't the game post tonight. I agree with you, Matt. That, to me, you want a gamble game tonight. I've, I've always said, you know, that we've gone to the end of that Birmingham when we had a disagreement where you said you should have held on. And I kind of got why we were pushing for tonight. I just didn't feel it was... I know Dares wins, but I just felt Wickham were winning the Amnesty at that time. I, yeah, I didn't same. think... It was too physical for me. It was just too physical. The conditions weren't right. Um, Middlesbrough Birmingham be probably actually Saturday, could have been a better game. That 71 yeah. year old's going to have his uh, army ready on Saturday. We're going to be up for it again. Let's finish these. Uh, let's finish reading some of these out. So, um, Chris Watson says, still we win a game and we shoot up the league a little. Uh, the league a little, it's poor and a threadbare squad, but still better than last season, just about. Steer Carby has to uh, be some sort of mad contract thing to be playing him. Uh, Richard Crowther, I think our players all need an aspirin after that game. I think I've got neck ache after that game and I watched it on TV. Uh, Daniel Sykes thought we missed Toffolo bombing forward in the final 15 minutes. Obvious expected tiredness. Uh, we moved to a 3-5-2, didn't we? Uh, Hog uh, mm. joined the back three, which was uh, interesting. I thought we actually looked a bit better for 10 minutes when we did that, but then Wickham adapted again, didn't they? And, and Gareth Ainsworth, to be fair, 
He's been there since 2012, and I think he's a, a very good savvy manager. And I think if he had the players, he would play better football. What about but... them jeans? He looks like a rock star. Well, he is, isn't he? Oh, but, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a proper. He's a proper. Well, I'd take, take a tight pair of chinos over the, the rock star look any day, I think, in my mind. I think he's still registered as a player there, commentator was saying. They can cross the ball better than Diacabi, anyway. Right, yeah, so going on. John Smith says, hi, everyone. The only positive from a Draven Drury game is the performance of Ryan Schofield, high level of potential. Miles Dixon, Pereira was looking to let four in on Saturday. Technique and reactions non-existent. Um, we keep getting told Dehaney is a great prospect. Don't see it myself. Um, not really that young. I remember Flo Hadigen and I, people kept saying he was a, a good young prospect until he was like 25 years old. And it feels like Dehaney's got a little bit of that in him as well. Uh, but yeah, that'll, that'll do, I think. Uh, HTFC says, Cos is saying how, is, how it is, spot on. Uh, and someone yeah, says, Yeah, I've just had a text was... from Bradford fan saying, What's Danny Cowley up to? Mate, I'll tell you what he's up he to. He goes there, I will suck. Quest Soccer AM <laughs> this morning with Philip Schofield. He'll be on that tomorrow. <laughs> Someone's asking me why I peep out of the corner of the camera here. And the reason I do that is because this is like our utility room and my missus puts all the kids' bloody toys everywhere. So if I tilt my camera back, you'll just see... Yeah, cheer us up, Matt. Leads some div- Division 2 scores. League 2. How's Bradford going tonight? Come on. I don't think they did very well, up. mate. I don't think we did very well, but let's focus on Huddersfield Town. The Stoke game, I don't think really we need to go into much Stoke game. We mentioned it in passing a little bit. Anyone want to delve into that? Jonathan Ogg was playing like centre-back there as well, wasn't he? He was so far deep. He he got pushed back, didn't he? Because he he was getting pressed by Powell, I think he just kept going deeper to get the ball and it just, it didn't really work. Ideally, what you want is to rotate with Iting and they did, but a little bit late, I think. To me, it was a tale of two Campbells, mate. Tyrese, who loved playing us against New Year's Day, came back. Great, great. Brilliant, mate. We couldn't handle him. Fraser Campbell, one offside. That was his contribution for 90 minutes. But it would, it would, every time he got ball, he had a threat that. I just wish we had someone like that, a bit more of a pace, pacey kind of option. And, you know, I know Campbell in his days fast, but he ain't, he ain't now, is he? You know, but... Yeah. No, he, I, he think those, I think There's the Stoke game for... and the Wickham game are chalking... Sorry, Matt. I think they're chalking cheese, aren't they? Like, the Stoke game was entertaining. I mean, I was tearing my hair out, but it, it was an entertaining game. Um, Wickham game wasn't that exciting, but I think, uh, again, I think the difference with that is Stoke were open and were trying to get us, and that means they left space in behind, and, like, that's that's how we got our goals. I mean, the third one, I don't know how why you'd leave six foot five Navi Sar unmarked from six yards or ahead header, but, like, that was a, from a bit of, our goals from from a bit of quality from Iting and really I, I suppose it. I do agree with um, agree with Cosy in the sense that like you know we could have won the Stoke game but I think it's just like I, that is going to be for me one of the most frustrating games in the season because all those goals for us really are pretty much cool. avoidable and I suppose the positive from that is it's easier to fix defensive issues than it is to fix goal scoring but. We just we just seem to flip and flop, don't we? Like we can score three goals in one game, we can't score any goals in another. And again, I think it's just me, Brady. John Obi, Mikel, and Stephen Fletcher. How much money must they be on? They bossed it on Saturday. They They were class. Their experience, but that's what you pay that money for, and that's what they were brilliant. Mikel was sensational, mate. Stoke are owned by a betting company, aren't they? So I'd like that's the thing. It's like you think of the teams in this league, like say Norwich and. Watford and Bournemouth and Forest, like their squads, they're, they're just like look at our squad compared to theirs, and especially like we say, game every three days, it's gonna it's gonna take its time. What I will say, Cosy, because I agree, we might be being negative. I 
it's more exciting than it was under Cowley. I know this. I know we banged on about the circumstances and stuff like that, but maybe not so much this game uh, just happened. But I, 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 I don't know about you, but I look at our fixtures and I think they're tough. But I still think, well, maybe we could get something. Whereas I didn't yeah, really feel that under the Cowley. So again, you it's know, a season of progress. So just as long as we stay up, I think that's kind of you what we want. That, that was saying like put you through it, foot through it. But it feels like to me, anyone who puts a foot through it is going to get a fine. I mean, Bakuna put one night into the stand. That's the only thing I kind of saw that were anything of a doof. I mean, the, the, their commentators were like doing, they were getting mad, they were proper old school because they must obviously been brought up in lower division football for a lot of years and like, God, what were they missing about with these corners for Huddersfield? What a waste of time that was. Look at that there, they're just passing. I can't believe Schofield's doing that again. It's like, mate, that's how we play and people just going to get used to it. The one thing I worry about a little bit, and it sounds like we might come on it in a bit with it, fans coming back, well, Probably not for us in tier three, but I just wonder when people bloody get on with it, sir. Bloody, I wonder if people's going to change. That is going to yeah, be I, fascinating to see, mate. Fascinating. I, I sort of had this. Uh, I sort of put a little something. Like I put a sort of couple of tweets out after after Stoke, and you know, just to sort of gauge opinion on on how you know there's a there's that fine line, and uh, you know the performances versus the result, and you know, end of day football is the results business, and. Just going back to what you're saying there, Cosy, about when we do get back in the stadium, if we're not, it's all right playing a nice style of football and winning, um, but equally you can play a terrible football and win and just be as happy. And I, I would just start thinking back to you know Cowley versus Carbrink, obviously a chalk and get cheese. Get a season ticket pass. Um, get a season card at Hillsborough. Well, I thought about, I was thinking about Stoke, and uh, you know when we played Stoke last season and we, we came away one 0 winners, and I, I would it would be very interesting to speak to someone who went to that Stoke match. I know we couldn't go when it, we lost four three, but if you'd have gone and gone to watch that Stoke match and come out one nil winners after a pretty terrible match. I can guarantee people will be more happy than walking out seeing a decent entertaining match but losing 4-3 and I just think yeah it's alright well we're all sat at home yeah you know you can turn your TV on and you're there and you're at home but if you've spent 50-60 quid to go to a match you've scored three but you've let four in you're coming away pissed mm. off if you've you say that, Osborne. I remember that. No, do you know what I mean? They're like, look that at Chelsea. That little mechanic season. I know they're not mutually exclusive and you can, you know, you can you can be entertained both ways, but end of the day, football's all about winning. And if you're a fan and you've won, you're happy. If you've played well and lost, you're not. I think that's bottom line with it all, really. You are, mate, anyway. but, but I remember the Luma season. Do you remember that? I mean, I, you're probably about two in them days, Paul. But that <laughs> season, mate, we, we <laughs> overachieved. We overachieved. Ridiculous, mate, with that primetime recruitment, Leon Knight, etc. And But the crowd never took to Luma Kari. And I thought, how oh, the hell are we in this playoff? So that's incredible what he's done. They hated him, mate. They couldn't wait to get him out because they didn't like the football, which I didn't think it was that bad, but people hated it. What a hey, funny Warner, bunch of Huddersfield fans. Look at Warner, though. Yeah, Warner. Yeah, that, I don't, Huddersfield fans are weird. I just don't know. I know what you're saying. It's going to be fascinating to see when we get back in what people... But the thing is, is we're never... With this squad we've got, we're never going to win every game, you know, so, and I think it comes down to what you prefer. Do you prefer losing with a bit of style or do you prefer losing 1-0 and it being been drab? You know, they're not, you know... Everything's not mutually exclusive, but I'd rather lose 4-3 at Stoke and it'd be entertaining than lose 1-0 to a scrambly 88th-minute winner you know, after hanging on for 88 minutes. And Okay, there's a, there's a reason why teams with small squads and lower budgets play uh, a negative direct style, and that's to try and cut out any mistakes, and we're making mistakes aplenty at the minute. And there's value in it, but there's no sense to throw out 
the the whole new style because we've got one winning seven. You know, at the minute, it, it makes. Oh no, sense. don't don't get me wrong, man. I'm not suggesting that we 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 you know chuck the style and and one of the I'm just no, no, what I'm saying is, I think, way, yeah. I think it's, it's the style is the style. It might have been on Twitter where I responded to someone who made a very similar point. This is going to be the style. So we have to just get used to it. Um, the, the key um, for me yeah. is the recruitment, especially in January. We yeah. just need to, to get a few that's in it. and then, like yeah, I've got this says, start of 2021. I think if we're, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, you get it up and I'm getting it up now because it's football and you love it. But actually, if you take a step back and tomorrow, as I think Brady said, it's, it's a transition season. And if we all just mm. relax and just say, do you know what, whatever happens this season, does it actually matter? As, as long as we stay up, to be fair, that's all we can ask for. Because a lot of us said we wouldn't do that. So when you take a step back and actually analyse mm. it like that, and you sort of take all the emotion out of the after a match and all that, as long as we can do that and recruit properly, go properly at 2021 I suppose you can say we're happy it's just annoying because you see us play games like the Norwich game and then you see us play games like tonight and it's like wow how can that be the same set of players you know you should think back to Brentford in the next season we were blown away Brentford only 11th well they're what a start of play so they're not doing like the what but I remember watching that Brentford game thinking bloody hell we are like you said we might still end up near bottom pods but I just think where we were then and where we are now the big question is it's over to you Phil in January and yeah. I'm just not convinced that the club. It's sad because we need to get rid of your dear Carbys and you know Stephen got another year and Pritchard and, and people like that. But I just think we've just got to stick in there at the moment. We're getting like you said, Brady. What we saw tonight isn't so talent at the moment. Good, bad, and the ugly and what have you. But I just patience is not a great with the fan, fans in football. Yeah. But I, but it just don't feel like a one uh, winning seven. I, I just feel. That we're getting there, we're, we're nearly there. I feel optimistic. I still get frustrated, but I feel we've made some great progress. But but then again, I can maybe understand people now who think we should be beating like kind of Wickham, but they were on a good run before the game. You look at Brentford, didn't well, beat them. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I, not. I don't. I, I think it's a terrible point. It's just a. It was a hard watch, but not yes. a bad. <laughs> that's, the, that's the draw that I line. Think, I think you lads are going to be disappointed in January. I don't think we're going to get many players in. I think we'll get Aaron's, and that's about it. But I'm I, sure I, I, we will talk about that for many matches. <laughs> I think it'll be Aaron's. I think you're probably right there, Brady. And it depends yeah. on who's pulling strings, doesn't it? Is, it? is it a case of manager wants and chairman won't get, or is it a case of manager doesn't feel that he needs anyone? And if mm. I were, if I were uh, Phil Hodgkinson, I'd be making that extremely clear as to which one it is if we don't bring people in, because... Uh, you know what people are like? They'll be straight down this throat if we don't see five or six come in. If, 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 Car- if Carbron feels that we've got enough, shout it from rooftops, Phil, because if not, mate, you're going to get a lot of stick. Yeah, I don't think... Tier two, though, you know, guys. Mate. Get us in stadium. Tier two. 2,000 tra- two army, innit? 2,000 tra- army. the 2,000 <laughs> army. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, really, with Stoke. Uh, move on to Cosy. But anyone else got anything with Stoke? The only thing I'd say, Pause, is like, a lot of, um, I think it's Jurgen Klopp and someone else have always said, you know, in terms of plan B, they always say plan B is to do plan A better. And I get that. Yeah, that, I, get, I, I, do, I, I do get it. I have a lot of time yeah. for this new island. Just before you move on, Sonny, I, think, well, yeah. I think one of the things that might have sort of maybe got me probably excited because I seem a little bit annoyed by it all is the way that the club maybe did this new transition into Carberon from Cowley because everything just seems to be a, a straight comparison at the moment to Cowley. And I think that the way that the club bigged up this new style, this new ethos, we're going to play this style of football, we're going to bring all these youth players through. And they probably made it out to be a little bit really, a little really. bit more exciting than what it actually will be in the short term. 
And I think that might be why. I think that's just the way of the world, isn't it? The way of the world is you've got to try and get people on board and the way to do yeah. it is to whip it up. Like a, it's like politics and you need your whip, don't you? And uh, your chief whip. And that was, uh, that's what we went for at the time. But, you know, I think it will get better in the long term. But there will be days like today and there will be days like Brentford away because where things just don't seem to go right. And, and Stoke where our defensive shape looks all over the place because uh, the way that we engage, defenders engage out of the shape and that can make us look incredibly ragged at times. And that's where players can run in behind and, I think that's the key for me. And that's what Corbrand seems to be doing is building from the back. And I think Nabisar might need a new partner, I think, before too long. Someone who can engage, you know, in that one on one area and has a little bit more speed, I think. But you know, it's just in the young players, it's rare it's as rocking on shit. To me. It's interesting to me, Matt. I mean, you could say, I mean, O'Brien's hardly an old boy, is he? But O'Brien and Hating, obviously, still young players, but it's the next level. Like you say, Matty Dale is. It will be fascinating to see. It sounds like to me, training ground, these guys have got to win Carlos over. So it's not a matter, you're just going to get slung in for half an hour like Phillips tonight and stuff like that. Manny Edmonds Green on the bench and that as well. I mean, our centre halves have hardly been covering themselves in glory. But but this is a good thing that hopefully they're going to look and think, you know, if I impress this guy, I get in. I'm fascinated to see if that trust is going to be, be won. And that'll be one to watch, certainly moving forward, because I agree with you, Brady. I don't think we're going to see much business in January, really, because. The usual thing we're trotted out by expensive players, and we know we've got expensive luxuries now that we need bombing out. I'll be, I'll be honest, Tazzy, that's, that's I think that's what we'll try and do. I think there'll be players that are coming to the end of their contract, like Pritchard, like Dia Calvi, maybe Mbenza, maybe Bakuna, yeah. that they'll just try and say, Look, we've only got six months left to get money on these guys, we're going to give it a go. And, and that's the worry that we take a, a number of cut price offers just to get yeah, money, yeah. wages out. Then you know, all of a sudden, you're three or four players down, first team players down, and they need replacing in January when things are a little bit mm. fragile as it is. So it's going to be a, a tough balancing job for, uh, for everybody involved for sure. But Brady, unless you've got another point to make. I, like um, possibly. No, no, not really. I think obviously we're touching on January. We'll, we'll get Aaron's. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a long season, but the, the thing is, I don't know about you guys, but as, as frustrated as I am after that game, I could see us winning, you know, going unbeaten in five. I think this is this league, like, it's like like we've touched on. It's just, it, I think it's going to be such a poor league this season because the players COVID league, mate. Days. COVID league, it's COVID-19. It's shocking. See, that one about it today in Real Madrid, he says that the the, the quality of the, the theatre is non-existent. I totally agree with him on that. At any level you're watching now, the game's not as good. Premier League, mate, Man City, they're not like they were. No. They, I, I suppose it's an argument, much. isn't it? Because you technically you could class this as entertainment, and like I want entertain tonight. But like <laughs> I think, uh, like so you've, it's worth it's worth the question, isn't it? And I'm sure we'll come on to it with the fans being allowed in. But like you know, I, I, like like Poza says, you know, I don't feel much sympathy for footballers, but like you know, they they're not our like play thing. Like I know they you know they are people, and like they're going to get injured, and especially in our team with a new style and how intense it is, like. They're going to get injured, and you're putting players' welfare at stake here, and we're not getting a good result because of it. It's not like we're seeing great games. It's an interesting one, Brady, because like people have been obviously the five subs have come in, and Jurgen mm. Klopp's been very vocal it, with his 12:30 kickoffs. But people have been saying, "Hang on, mate, Jurgen, you're only putting two subs on." But I suppose the difference is that people look at Liverpool's bench, thinking, "Well, that Minamino is it, and some other guys, and that they can come on." You look at our bench; we haven't got that, so it's all right having five subs. But if the quality, you can't just be slinging guys on just to get them games and stuff. It's yeah. It's a, I just think we're just going to have to put up with it. It's a COVID season. And the worst thing is, 
bloody Qatar World Cups around the corner, so that's going to be another one where it's going to be packed in. I, think I don't think our town players will have to worry about Qatar. Oh. <laughs> no, but what? You're just going to get <laughs> Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, incredible, isn't it? Nine games in 31 days. That's ridiculous. And I know, oh, well, they paid that much and what have you. Yeah, but it's, to me, it's just like fast food. I love a burger and chips, but do you want to have burger and <laughs> chips every day? Yeah. No, and I think we're just going to have to put up with it and up and down and stuff. Norwich will probably win league, mate, now because. I mean, Watford as well. Big squads. Ours are like mm. nowhere near. I'm going to hide my KFC wrappers from under the desk as well. That's <laughs> so then I... But yeah, so uh, five minutes left, lads. We'll, we'll call it okay. uh, in five minutes. Uh, the last item on the agenda I've got, unless you guys have got anything that you want to bring up, uh, is fans backing Cosy. 4,000 for Tier 1 areas, which, you know, don't think we'll see that. Uh, 2,000 in Tier 2 and zero for uh, the likes of us. Uh, scruffs in West Yorkshire by the looks of it. Uh, um, does this give, and, and David Hartrick put this on, on Twitter, so uh, I'll source my uh, question if you like. And uh, does this give an unfair advantage to teams that have crowds? Because, you know, people in the ground say, you know, a thousand people, I think David might have said that, a thousand people would make a difference to, to the way players are playing and reacting. 4,000, you know, say for example, Wickham down there, 4,000, you know, I don't know what their attendance is, but they get 4,000 in 9, Wickham. 9,000, yeah. Yeah, 4,000 so, at Wickham, that's a boost to them. And then we've got none. We're playing in front of one man and, it, well, we're playing in front of the paramedics and, you know, Phil and uh, everyone up in the stand. You know, what, is there an unfair advantage to be, or is there an advantage and disadvantage to be gained from this, do you think? Uh, who am I going to pick? Pause, you look like you've got wind or you're thinking of something. I just shivered me. I see in conservatory and it's bloody freezing in here. Um, I think it's. I think it's a fair point to be. Fa- to be fair, yeah, it's a fair point to be fair um, that it makes. I, I don't think in your bigger stadiums having um, hardly any fans in will make that much difference. I think did they try it at Norwich? Um, they let. I can't yeah. In, but was it a thousand or two thousand? And I remember watching it on. I think it was on Magic Day or highlights or something like that. And it weren't. You know, they were all really spread out, and it it, it would. Or it seemed to be like a bit like a pre-season atmosphere. I think Norwich even scored, and it weren't the, you know, the manic celebrations that you'd usually see. I can't imagine, well, you know, much chanting going on and all that side of it. But it's still a bit of pressure to perform, isn't it, for your players? So, 2009, mate. One man made a difference in the Peterborough end in the uh, the uh, prawn sandwich <laughs> end, didn't it, Mr. Kosmala? One Huddersfield fan sat in there giving Mr. Turnant hell. So you know, if there's a couple of thousand yeah. doing that. You know what, though, mate? I think it could have the opposite. I don't know about you, but if, if I'm going, uh, God, anywhere, really, and someone's like and abusing me and having a go at me, I, it makes me more determined. Some of these games, I think, the lower qualities because I think your average players are not. They need something to motivate them. I, I just think sometimes it's really weird, but getting abused or shouted at or something, some crowd noise, I think you might see a bit of a difference. I don't think it's going to make too much difference in like, encouragement, but I just think... I mean, 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, I think, from an advantage. I thought you were going to say something like, Matt, isn't it a good thing it happening? But it's... Uh, the big not question us, is, not I'm, in West Yorkshire, I don't think. Also, can you... I think, oh, um, you're, a, you're a man of the South stand. Sorry, Brady, but... No, no. Be, I, I, it's better than anything, but... Eh, how the hell... I mean, you think of the shitstorm that when in the Premier League, who gets allocated which tickets for the away games? They were all hell-breaking loose and, and home games. So how the hell are they going to manage 4,000, 2,000 or what have you? But... Are you See bothered, mate? Because I, I personally no, I don't think it's worth. You I think it's not going to be the same as it. Let's be honest. It depends oh. on. I suppose it all depends on how they allocate the seats. And if they're just two thousand spread around the whole stadium, then you know that's ridiculous. I, I do think it is a bit ridiculous on the 
how many you can have in as well, because, you know, imagine going to Old Trafford with 4,000 in and then, you know, somewhere like Wickham with 4,000, it, it, would it be better to do it on a percentage basis? I don't, I don't know. This, I think this you're in the same family, Pause. I think if you're in the same family or the same bubble, you can sit together. But if you're not, then you have to separate. I think it's right. the household rules. It just, it just oh, you know, COVID rules change from one day to next. You can go see folk at Christmas now, but you can't see them tomorrow. It just, I don't know. It, it, it's all just as and when they make it up, I think, as they go along. So, I don't know. I, I think, you know, advantage terms, I don't, I don't think there'll be a massive advantage gained by having, you know, a few thousand fans in. No, I think it's... Um... I mean, we've seen that fans can slightly influence decisions, but I don't think it'll be enough. But it, I think lower down, it'll make a big difference. Like we talk about Wickham, you know, 4,000 like I think it's a big difference. Half. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I suppose it depends, really. It depends how much you want to moan about it. But, you know, if you play, like, I think if we play that Wickham game with 4,000 fans, again, you don't know what's going on. But I think that's even more of a tricky game for us. Whereas... We can't, you know, if we can't do that for Huddersfield, I think you could argue. Oh, I'm really about being back in the football ground. Jesus. No, I, I, I would. On, yeah, man. I can't wait to go back in. No, but I'm just saying, like, I it, know what you mean. It will, it will make it. It will make a difference. I think particularly one difference, but I'm not so sure about a championship, like unless it's a really small team, basically. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't, you know, I'll, I'll, if I can get a ticket to town, I'll be going. Well, I thought was quite interesting was just that, um, particularly for those grounds in tier two that can then hold 2,000. For, for some clubs, that could be more of a more of a burden than it will be a kind of an opportunity in that the cost to them for having to open stadiums up, bad stewards, et cetera, et cetera, the 2,000 fans kind of negates whatever kind of benefit they may get, assuming obviously all the tickets have been sold already, the season ticket orders, et cetera, et cetera. So I think from, a, from, from what I've seen, clubs and not necessarily enamoured by the prospect. And forgive me, kind of probably quite a pessimistic outlook on life currently, but one, I remain to kind of to be convinced it'll actually happen. We've, we've been here before and it never really materialised in the way we expected. And two, even if it does happen, it wouldn't surprise me if we're back in a situation in kind of mid to late January whereby we're back to where we are currently. Um, and I know that's quite a pessimistic outlook on life and, and hopefully that's not the case, but um, I'm kind of, not really wanting to, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it too much. I think it'll probably all kind of what we were talking about now will be different again in kind of three, five, six weeks' time. No, way just, just, just coming to you because it would, you know, you're, you're sort of saying you're desperate to go back. Would you, would you sacrifice? And if they said, look, there's no fans from now till end of the season, but next season, fill your boots, everyone in, yeah, would you because I've gone on league, mate. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. I, I'm willing to sacrifice the. Because the only you don't obviously know it's if it's 400, 600 and stuff. I, I get in my football fix. Yeah, it's not the same as town, but 100%. The away fans thing is a big thing. I mean, I've loved it in the South and obviously with that divide and the yeah, fact yeah. it's going to be silence when someone's kind of scores and, and what have you and stuff. Yeah, definitely I'd take that pause. And like you said there, Si, he's changed his mind that many times Boris on his stuff, then God, you just don't know. But can you imagine going to a town match with 2,000 against... <laughs> We played whatever. It's just gonna be like Leeds Road days, cause back in Leeds Road, man, two thousand rattling around. <laughs> it's gonna be strange, man. Yeah. Right, guys, I think what we'll do is we'll just read out a couple of uh, messages at the end, and then we'll call it a uh, call it a night. Um, James Whitaker, a friend of uh, Mr. Frost, I'm sure he's got some good stories about Mr. Frost as well. Uh, it says oh, that the no, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 a couple, of, a couple <laughs> of naked shenanigans. Apparently, it's not the first time, according to Mr. Whitaker, <laughs> but no, academy players have. Uh, not featured and obviously not seen as able to make a difference or plug gaps in the squad, yet no investment either. Dehaney got picked 
uh, and he's 22. Another relegation scrap awaits. Uh, Proud Terriers has just joined in uh, very late to uh, to the party, I'm afraid, mate. Uh, and he's, uh, <laughs> I don't think Ryan's overly happy if it is Ryan. He says, uh, tonight's not not really acceptable, poor. Uh, but we knew how difficult it would be, but we played right into Wickham's hands, which we no doubt did. And uh, Dear Cab is not, uh, he's not Dear Cab, he's number one fan, shall we say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Pete's follow on, on that says, um, if we uh, if we end in tier three, we won't have any fans in. And yeah, we, we've covered that one. And uh, uh, some uh, ogre on there is, uh, called Dan Porritt says, thanks for your comment. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 